This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 83 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Now, I've talked about this loss forgiveness program they have in the past. Let me emphasize how important this is. Now, we talk all the time on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel about just how important eliminating those losses are and what that does for your bottom line. Imagine if you got a free one. Imagine if you just got a free pass. I mean, that's what they're doing here but only for my listeners. So what you do is you go down to the description in the show notes. You click that link and it takes you to the blog with all of the updated information you need. At the bottom of that blog is my affiliate link. Click that and not only do you get the loss forgiveness program, you get your own personal customer service representative and twice the amount of cash back you would have gotten this time last year. Unfortunately, this offer does not apply to people in the United States, but also look down below in the description. I have something for you as well. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and yes, this is a prediction show, and yes, I think predictions are stupid and worthless, but uh, as much as we are long-term investors here, and so even predictions for an entire year really don't mean a whole lot, I don't think, Uh, but you guys know I am quite contrarian, and there's going to be a lot of predictions thrown out there and a lot of things that happen over the course of the year, You know, and sometimes when you hear enough of these things, you start to believe it, and as is often the case, I'm taking an opposite view here. So when it comes time to make your own decision, should you choose to buy or sell something in 2023, if you don't already, I would like you to be able to weigh out both sides. Because I know the majority of you guys don't listen too much to mainstream financial media, and if you do, you don't take it very seriously. Um, But there's also the whole Twitter and YouTube world out there, too. And a lot of the things that I have said in the past have completely flown in the face of those predictions as well. So I think there can be some value here. Now, what I'm going to do is break these up into pieces and group like things together, if that makes any sense. So uh, let's take a top-down approach And take the aspects that are probably going to drive everything else and start there. And after that, we can start drilling down into individual assets. And if we're taking a top-down approach, we must start with the Fed. Uh, Because everybody has predictions on what they're going to do here. And the majority of them were wrong in 2022. This is one of the things I did get right. You know, a lot of people expected a pivot towards the end of 2022. And I said on this podcast, I said, no, I think Jerome Powell is going to go full Paul Volcker and go as far as he has to go in terms of raising interest rates to get inflation back down to where it was or to a reasonable level. Now, when I say a reasonable level, I want you to remember this, too. There's a a term in negotiating called anchoring. So let's say you and I are negotiating, you want my services, and we're negotiating a price. What I will often do is lead with a very high number, and so that becomes our anchor. You know, you were thinking of a price that was lower, and you thought we were going to negotiate around that number, and I've just now come in and said, no, we're not negotiating down there. We're not playing in that sandbox. We are playing in this one up here. Um, so now what I've tried, what I've attempted to do at least is get your mind to shift from where you thought we were going to play to where we actually are going to play. And that's now your new normal. You know, the Fed is doing that as well. And the current administration in the United States is also doing that. And I'm sure they're doing this in other places too, uh, where they're going to try to trick you into thinking that getting the inflation number down to maybe 5%, 4%, 5%, 
for example, or maybe even four and a half, is some type of huge victory. You know, it's just like they do with gas prices. It goes from $2 a gallon up to five. They get it down to three and a quarter and expect you to throw them a parade. Well, no, I mean, gas prices have gone up 60% in the span of a year, but people don't think that way. You know, you can easily trick most people into thinking that an increase like that over the course of the year is some kind of victory that you should be celebrated for. Yeah, so this is just one of the things I want you to be careful of. 5% inflation is still things going up at a 5% rate, which is way too high. You know, is it better than 8? Yes. Uh, but it still sucks, and we don't want to be there. That's not healthy. You know, now the big question is, can they get it down there, and will they just keep it there and declare victory? Probably not. I'm sure they want to go lower than that. Uh, but again, this is how they manipulate public perception, uh, because they know it's ridiculous, and even mainstream financial media knows it's ridiculous, but they all know that the public is usually none the wiser. So the Fed and the administration and the media can all spin this as some kind of big victory in hopes that the market goes back up. And trust me, mainstream financial media is doing everything they can to try to get this market to go back up. We'll talk about that later on, but sticking with the Fed for now. Now, Powell just came right out and said he has no plans on cutting interest rates on the dollar anytime soon. Now, Powell has been wrong before, but what I think separates him from Yellen and Bernanke and Greenspan is, believe it or not, he is much more of an open book than his predecessors were. Now, I didn't pay too much attention to Yellen or Bernanke or Greenspan, but I did go back and watch them talk, and they are masters of being cryptic for the sake of being cryptic. Powell will at least tell you what's on his mind. It may not come to fruition, but at least you pretty much know where his head's at, which can be helpful. You know, it's not great because he was totally wrong about inflation getting out of control, for example, you know, but at least having a decent grasp on somebody's intentions is a step in the right direction, you know, especially from what we dealt with before. Uh, but this alone is not bullish. Um, don't pay any attention to how markets react to this in the short term. You know, it's a lot of manipulation and a lot of jockeying, you know, as it often is. Uh, but the weirdest part is, and this isn't just mainstream financial media, this is a lot of people on YouTube and Twitter as well. You know, and they're not always great either, but at least they're not purposely trying to manipulate you because all of their sponsors are financial products who also benefit from the market going up, like mainstream media is. Even they get this wrong a lot too. Now, people seem to think that when the Fed pivots, and by pivot, you know, what do you mean by that? All of a sudden, interest rates start going down or you just simply pause? You know, we got to answer that question first. But two things on that. They will probably pause first. And pausing doesn't mean that raising interest rates is over and done with. People seem to just automatically assume that. That's not what it means. It means they're just going to stop for a minute and see how things go. You know, we're kind of in the middle of that right now. And while that's not bearish for the economy, it's not bullish either. But again, people, especially in mainstream financial media, are in such a push to get people excited and optimistic again, you know, that even something like a pause is going to be interpreted as very bullish. So uh, let me tell you where I stand on this for 2023. Now, caveat, I got a lot of things right in 2022. Expect a regression to the mean <laughs> this year. So take everything I say with a grain of salt and just expect me to be wrong. 
But first of all, I completely expect the Fed to cause a recession. I think that has been their goal this entire time. But of course, you're not going to come out into the media and say, yes, we are purposely trying to cause a recession. You would cause panic everywhere. You can't do that. So you have to dance around the subject as best you can. Um, I've said before, this is a controlled demolition, and absolutely nothing has gotten me off of that idea. Now, I do think they're going to try to make this recession as gentle as possible, but I think there are just way too many very, very bullish macro factors that all happened at the same time. And I think supply chains behind the scenes are only getting worse. And I just don't think, you know, even with this ultimate power that has been bestowed on the United States Fed, I don't think they're going to have the ability to make this a gentle recession with a soft landing. You know, when everybody out there says, oh, the pivot, you know, the, the, the pal pivot, the Fed pivot, it's going to make everything better. Is it though? Like, okay, I get it. Back in the, in the days of bullish cocaine party, you know, 2017 all the way to early 2022. Yes, everything the Fed did pretty much equaled a particular outcome. You know, but these are two very different situations. And recently, especially in 2022, confidence in the Fed has been lowered a lot for reasons we spoke about before with inflation and the Fed's inability to get a grip on it and the massaged numbers and all that stuff. Yeah, so really anybody who's pointing to a rebound and a reversal to the upside in 2023 is pointing to that pivot as the reason why. Um, now, there is some China stuff. I don't want to talk about that here because I think that deserves its own episode, but that would be the secondary reason. But once you go beyond those two, these bulls have nothing to go on. If you're saying that all of a sudden the economy is going to get healthy again because of wand waving by the Fed and the hope that China can get back on track instantly... I think those are some really weak arguments, and I would have a really hard time hitching my wagon to that. Now, again, you might see some temporary bullishness, uh, but we're talking about the entirety of the year here. You know, where do we end up in the very last week of 2023? 51 weeks from today. I think we're lower. I think the S&P is lower than it is now, and it could be by quite a bit. I said before, this was the year that the rivets finally started to come out. I really love that saying. I did not come up with it, but I'm going to lean on it a lot. Uh, because when the rivets start to come out, it creates a chain reaction. Everything else starts to collapse. You know, you cannot build a house of cards, remove five of those cards, and expect the whole thing to still be standing when you're done. Now, is the whole thing going to collapse in 2023? I don't think so. But, you know, I've also said that this bear market is going to last a while, possibly years. Now, really, all through 2022, even with the decline, we barely saw the VIX over 30. Like, nobody's really panicking yet. People are still, for the most part, in that mindset that if you just hold through the recessions, you're going to be fine. Now, I've also said before, how do you get those people to tap out? Well, lowering prices, one, but time is the other way you do it and you make it so it doesn't ever seem like there's going to be any bullishness for a very long time you know and then those people finally start to tap out or for retail you make things so shitty and oppressive that now they have to dig into their savings to pay for things 
which means possibly selling off things like crypto and equities to do that. You know, you guys know me, I, I have a, a much more grim outlook on the future than a lot of people do. And I don't think everything's going to topple and we're going to hit that rock bottom in 2023. Um, but I certainly don't think we're going to see a year where things get better either. And I would expect stock markets all around the world to reflect this. And as I say, and as a lot of people say too, the United States economy is still the strongest. So if it falls, I can expect other markets to fall even more. You know, I just don't see strong enough bull cases here. You know, I do what I always do. I take the bull cases and I stack them up against the bear cases to see who wins. And it's just still so lopsided at this point. You know, when your best case situation is the Fed's going to wake up one day and wave the wand and say everything's better now and then it gets better. Sorry, but I'm not taking that side. So that's my overall macro outlook on the Fed and the S&P. I think if you know my outlook there, you can probably figure out my outlook on a lot of other things, but we're still going to talk about a lot of those other things in future episodes. Uh, and by future, I mean next week. So stay tuned next week when we start talking about things like the United States dollar and precious metals. And if we have time, I'll throw in maybe one or two other things. But I would like your opinion on this as well. This is a prediction show. We're really just having fun with it above anything. So uh, go to youtube.com and find this podcast if you're not already there. And comment down below in the description. What is your outlook? You know, put it out there. You know, I put myself out there. I put myself out there for everybody listening to criticize me. Uh, yet the people who criticize me do not put themselves out there because they are cowards. Uh, but whether you are a friend or a foe makes no difference let me know what you got in terms of what the Fed is going to do and what impact that is going to have on the overall economy for better or for worse. I want to hear it. And then if any of you nail it by this time next year on the show, I will give you the credit you deserve right here on the podcast. And if you get it wrong, I simply won't say anything. So you can't lose. Uh, but in terms of predictions and predictions alone, which again, aren't worth much, However, we're going to have some fun with this and see when it's all said and done, were our predictions crazy or were they just early? <laughs>